This is In Blue, a reptile podcast where we talk to some of your favorite reptile keepers, hoping to find out what they just can't live without. We want to bring you closer to some amazing people sharing their stories and experiences about life and the animals they love. Join us as we go deep in blue to shed what we know and gain a fresh new perspective about reptiles and their keepers. I'm Rachel. And I'm Heidi. And you're listening to the In Blue Podcast. Please welcome Chase Patton with us. Hey, what's up, hey, guys? Chase. Hey, Chase. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you guys? Good. Awesome. Awesome. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, so I'm the facility manager at Canova. Uh, used to be Jacob Elka Reptiles. And I just, I get to breed ball pythons and clean tubs and be that awesome guy all day. So... I, I stay super busy doing that, and then I just get to go to shows and hang out with everybody. I love it. I'm very thankful for that. Awesome. Living the reptile dream. The reptile dream. That's exactly <laughs> how, what it is, yes. 100%. Do you have reptiles at home? I do. I've got a couple lychees and a crested gecko. So awesome. nothing crazy at home, but uh, all, the, all the really, really cool stuff's in the facility. Yeah, that's awesome. So what do you like to do outside of work? So outside of work, I, I'm usually out in the woods somewhere. I am hiking or just running up a mountain, getting some exercise in, just looking for an amazing view. So I'm, I'm always trying to stay super active outside when I'm not in the facility. Where's your favorite place to climb? Yona Mountain. It's actually two mountains. Um, Yona Mountain is, is one of my favorites. And my other one is Kurhi Mountain. And Kirhi is super important to me because I love history and I collect all kinds of history stuff. And the paratroopers trained on Kirhi Mountain before jumping into World War II uh, on D-Day. Wow. So That's it's pretty awesome. amazing. I get to walk in their footsteps and I actually volunteer at the camp for the Historical Society and assist with projects they're working on in the original camp. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah, yeah that's pretty neat. So how, how tall is that? Um, so it's three miles up. I want to say it's only like 2000 feet above sea level. I mean, it's not super crazy. It's more of like a really just strenuous mountain where there's a lot of ups and downs, but it's weird because on the way down, you will also be going back up. So it makes you really work for it going both ways. <laughs> so what got you into all of that? Uh, my dad, um, just collecting, like I grew up and I was like, this is the coolest stuff ever. And my dad always collected old military stuff and it just became a huge part of my life and a huge passion of mine that him and I share. And, and it's really cool because we, we shared our passion for animals as well. Cause he was a biology major in college. So when I was growing up, there was always, I mean, we were always doing something out in the field or, you know, finding snakes together. So it's really cool. I got to share both of, both of these huge hobbies that are my passion in life now that my dad started me on and we're still really passionate about them both together now. That's, That's fun. Really so awesome. does he go, does he go do some of the mountain climbing and stuff with you or the hiking? Um, he likes to watch and encourage me like, because there, <laughs> there are a couple like big races every year on Kirky and I'll do those uh, races up the mountain and down. And so he is always there rooting me on usually from just hanging out at the base. He doesn't want to go run the mountains. No. Mm -hmm. 
So you, um, you're married. I am. Yes. So my wife's a zookeeper. Um, she works in Atlanta and she is crazy because she has gone to croc school in Florida and jumped on 12 foot crocodiles and alligators. Um, she's been to venom school and she was actually, um, the head of the venom department in Memphis zoo for a while. So she has worked with a little bit of everything. So usually when I have a question about something, I'll go to her. I, I ask her about pretty much anything just animal related outside of ball pythons and she's got an answer for me. That's but awesome. she's she's always taking me somewhere really cool to go meet an animal for the first time or go see something really cool and get a behind the scenes tour doing something. It's funny, our, our first day ever was at a zoo. Um, her idea, but but she surprised me and I got to actually meet and interact with a bongo, which is a large African deer. And that's one of my favorite animals. And that was her big surprise on our first date uh, that, yeah, that I got to meet a bongo. So from then on, I knew, yeah, I, I like, got to marry this girl. Talking about sealing the deal right off the bat. Exactly. <laughs> she was not playing around with that first date. She was just all in. She's like, well, I know what he likes. So how long have you guys been together? Um, seven years now, and we have been married for one and a half years. So we're going strong. And uh, she's actually still at the zoo now. They've got a couple baby sloths that they're working with. So she is staying very busy kind of around the clock right now, making sure they're taken care of. Yeah, I was going to ask if she like works nights and like she's. It's kind of all the time or if there's a new baby at the zoo or something it may end up at our house to get bottle fed through the night. Like we had a baby bear for a while hanging out at the house because she had to wake up every two hours and feed it a bottle. And it was stressful. I mean, we don't have kids yet. So I guess that was decent, like wake up training for her. I didn't appreciate it that much. So I was like, uh, we can wait a little longer. But that phase is super fast. Like yeah. that really doesn't happen for very long. And then you get to have a lot of fun with them. So. Oh, good to know. I have to say my kids slept really the night short from the time they were two weeks old. So I had two weeks worth of getting up a lot and then that was done. They started sleeping through the night. So. Yeah. Well, see, that doesn't sound too bad. No, nah. it's really not. It's not, <laughs> it's not as bad as. Well, at least mine wasn't as bad as I think people make them out. Mine either. Do you mine guys was, say mine that? So easy. if mine's way worse, I'll be calling you at like 3 a.m. <laughs> so do you like to travel? I do. I do. Um, I don't get to travel as much as I want. I've got a lot of goal destinations. I still want to go to Hawaii. Um, Abby and I actually got to knock off Alaska off our list, though, um, last year. And it was incredible. We had such a great time hiking up the glaciers and we, we actually went down and ice climbed down into the crevasses of wow. the glacier. It was super cool. It was an amazing experience. That sounds so amazing. how do you actually get up, like get down into the, into yeah, the, like, the crevasse of the glacier? So um, you'll rappel down just like you would mountain climbing, but you've, uh, you've got ice cleats on just, just to help you. And then to get back up, you'll, you'll climb up with the big ice spikes. But it's cool because like our guides there were just like, okay, you guys can stand at the bottom of it and we've got you. So if it gives out and falls through, don't panic. Oh, okay. I thought oh, it was no. really cool. No, no. Abby was not cool with it the whole time. She was like, I don't even want to touch the bottom. Like, this is fun. I'm like halfway down. So did you guys like book a guided tour kind of thing or? 
Um, it was, you have to have guides to go to certain parts of the glacier because they're too dangerous if you oh. don't, because they, they actually go out almost every day and monitor the ice uh, to make sure you're not going to fall through at some point. So to do that, yeah, you do have to sign up with a guide. And which, I mean, you can go, I guess, and do it on your own, but you've got a high likely chance to just fall through the ice somewhere. Like Unless I'd you rather... have a satellite phone, you're in trouble. Yeah, somebody that knows what they're doing sounds like the best yes. plan to go yeah, for exactly. that. exactly. And I like being with someone who knows what they're doing. <laughs> yes. So Hawaii is a bucket list destination. Do you have any others? Yes, um, I'd want to go to France, um, to Normandy, D-Day. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I would like to visit the museum there and go to Omaha and Utah Beach where the Americans landed uh, for D-Day on June 6th. That, that's a big one for me. And um, and also just follow the paratroopers uh, trail and everywhere they are dens and everything all, all through uh, their European campaign. That's a huge one for me. Why Hawaii? Um, the fishing. Uh, so I also enjoy fishing uh, as a hobby. And I luckily, where we'd like to fish in Florida is only like six and a half hours away. So once in a while, I'll take a long weekend, run down there, and uh, I'll kayak fish the grass flats uh, around Fort DeSoto Island a lot. And just you catch a little bit of everything, redfish and tarpon and sea trout. And then once in a while, the occasional shark. <laughs> but but I definitely want to get out to Hawaii. I want to see how amazing, I want to hike some of the amazing trails up, up the different old volcanoes. Oh yeah, that would be really fun. One hundred percent. But I definitely want to fish out there as well. It's a that's a huge one for me. Yeah, we've we've never been to Hawaii, or I've never no. been in Hawaii, but I haven't um, either. It's yeah, I've been to pretty much everywhere else in the United I've, States. I've been most everywhere in the U.S. I've been to both coasts and all of that, but. I guess I guess I've missed out on like the Dakotas, so I need to. Uh, you know. Yeah, you know, it's. I gotta I've been do that. To the most populated places in the U.S. Yes. <laughs> All up and down the East Coast, and. Yeah, that's the nice thing. My parents they always like took us on vacations. We were always doing something really cool and going to see something and being on an adventure. So, very thankful for that. So just from being young, you know, we got to go everywhere and just see different things, go to different museums. They always taught us how important museums were and how much, and you know, we all love them now. My siblings and I, we we look to go to museums when we're at different places with our parents. Like we'll find them out to go do that. There's so many interesting things to see and learn and, yes. mm -hmm. and they're all different everywhere. So I love museums. <laughs> so what's your favorite museum? Oh, that's, that's tough. <laughs> how about your top three? Is that better? Okay. Um, the D-Day Museum in New Orleans is a big one. Uh, the, Aberdeen, <laughs> the Aberdeen Proving Grounds in Maryland. They have um, one of the only German railway guns from World War II actually there uh, that you can visit and see. It is massive. Uh, it's incredible. They've got a whole field of just armored vehicles and tanks that you can go and enjoy and see. And then... Um, the Patton Museum is another really big one. Yeah, you know, conveniently <laughs> in Kentucky, a lot of really cool stuff there. But and those are three of my favorite, I guess, military-related museums. But like the Museum of Natural History, of course, is amazing in D.C. Um, absolutely love it. I've always wanted to do the museum tour in D.C. Yeah, I've actually never been to D.C. So. You need a few days to get through them all, but they are and amazing. I was thinking that. 
I don't know that I want to go right now, but I would love to. I, yeah, I don't know about that now. Tour. Yeah. <laughs> There's a but new yeah, spy museum. There's a new spy museum there that I want to go visit really bad. So mm -hmm. really badly. I've always wanted to go to the Holocaust Museum. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, I so I I love like I like that that era, but the like turn of the century through World War II. Like that's kind of my favorite story era history yeah. and. Mm -hmm. um, I love all the stories about both the wars and um, like, that's just, that's just like my thing. That's the books I read and the movies that I watch is, is all during that period, but it's all like fictional. Um, what do they call it? Realistic fiction. I don't know what they call it, but historical yeah. fiction. That's what it is. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's my, but that's the era that I like the most. So Very I think awesome. that's why I find some of the stuff you do so interesting. Yeah. We have, we have a lot in common. Yeah, I was like, oh, I grew up with my dad watching all the like old war movies and reading old war books and talking about all of it. So I was like, I can follow right along this conversation with y'all yeah. just because I have a background in it. <laughs> I like, fun. I I really like the history of it. Um, I wasn't like big in history, into history in school. Um, I like history. I just didn't like all of the reading and memorization of dates and all yeah. of that, that I was not interested in that at all, but I love the stories. Right. And I love the, um, learning from our history. Yes. You know? yeah. The whole, please don't repeat this. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like too many people skip over that nowadays. Yeah. You know, they don't, they, do. they don't realize that it, it does repeat. And you, and you can learn something from yeah. it. Yeah, absolutely. That's what I always found fascinating. Uh, I love I love all history. Like I'm, I'm a huge nerd when it comes to like any like even the Aztecs or the Romans. Like I'll collect mm -hmm. Roman coins, you know, or or just reading about ancient civilizations. But my definitely my favorite part is just that turn of the century, World War One, World War Two. So you said that you went on vacation a lot with your family. What was your favorite vacation? Hmm, my favorite vacation. Honestly, just like. Oh, our Florida vacations are our favorite. They're not even like a vacation. It's like our second home now. We've done it every year for a couple weeks a year for the last 20 years. Um, oh, wow. So, yeah, we, we just, we know the whole area. We're all super comfortable down there, and we always have fun. Like, my dad and I, every morning at 6 a.m., we go, we wade out in the water together, and we just fish for a couple hours. And we do that every morning. And that's just, those are some of my favorite memories that I continue to make now with him where, you know, I know that and I know right after that, we're just going to go and we're going to be in the water the whole rest of the day. I mean, our vacation is spent literally just looking for stuff in the water or fishing, but th <laughs> those are absolutely my favorite because it's my whole family. We all love being outside. We all love doing that stuff. And I'm just super thankful for that and just the continued experience of it. Do you snorkel or scuba dive? Yes. <laughs> We snorkel and we have lost my dad so many times because he will just take off snorkeling and then we're like, where'd he go? Like he's just been gone for like an hour and no one's seen him. And then he'll just pop up like, look what I found. <laughs> like, hey guys. <laughs> that sounds like a blast to me. That yes. was that was probably one of my favorite vacation like things to do is I went um, snorkeling in Cozumel and it was amazing. So, so I've never fun. been snorkeling and it is one thing that I would like to do. It, it's, it's so much fun. You would definitely enjoy it. it it's amazing. Water. And I, and yeah, I got, I got to go snorkel um, when we went down to Mexico and Cancun 
and that was so cool. I mean, we had so many barracudas so close to us in the water while we were snorkeling, and it was just, it was a really amazing experience as well. So, so we actually got to go out and, um, it was like a, it was like a cruise thing, but we, it was like an excursion on a cruise. And so we went to three different reefs and I, I was so excited because Jack and I keep saltwater aquariums. And oh. so we're out on the, on these little reefs. And I was like, Oh, I know what that fish is. I know what that fish <laughs> is. <laughs> and the, the guide that was, um, that was with us, he was just like, he, I'm just going to let you tell everybody what all of this stuff is. That's, so that's awesome. I kind of like, I kind of like took over the tour, <laughs> but it was, that was super awesome. It's, it's definitely one of the more, the more memorable things that I've ever done. I would just be, Oh, look at the pretty fish. <laughs> I don't know what they are. Don't well, like the fish. Don't eat they're fish. hard to see the color of like, you don't think about that sometimes like in my aquariums, you can really see the color, yeah. but the light is coming from a different place, right? Like you really can't yeah. see the color of some of the fish until you get right up on them. Mm -hmm. And so you just kind of see these like shadows in the water underneath you. And, but it was still fun. Like, sounds fun. it was a blast. That's awesome. So you collect war memorabilia. What's, I do. What kinds? Um, generally World War II, pretty much everything. I mean, just, Full uniforms. I Abby doesn't quite appreciate it, but I have like mannequins with full original uniforms on them. And I mean, I'm like hardcore when it comes to collecting. It, it is a little bit of everything. Uh, I've got a I've got a World War II American combat jeep. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun just to drive up, go up to the original mountain, to the original base that uh, that's now rebuilt completely. Um, so it's a lot of fun just to have the Jeep there, camp out in the barracks. It's, it's all amazing. Just kind of immerse yourself in the history. But I, I really do collect everything when it, when it comes to that. Poor Abby, for her birthday, she was at a military show. <laughs> <laughs> so where do you keep all of this stuff? I've got a building that I keep it all in. <laughs> and also my, uh, my office. It's just... Full. Your office at home? Or at yeah. Home? No, no, my office at home. Oh. Yeah. Does, does any of that spill over into your workspace? Like at no, work? No, no, I keep my workspace pretty tidy. I've, I've got, I'm pretty OCD when it, when, especially when it comes to, you know, when I'm in the work office, everything's super clean and perfect because I've got to have all my paperwork everywhere for, you know, my shipments for the day or what's going out with animals. So, how did you get into working with Justin? Like, how did you guys get together? I started buying ball pythons from him actually, uh, originally. So now you don't have any. <laughs> and now I don't have any. <laughs> <laughs> the way I look at it, I have a whole facility. I just got to keep them all clean. But yeah. but no, I was buying. So I was buying ball pythons from Justin. Uh, my dad and I were, and we would come down and pick some up once in a while from Indiana, where I'm from originally. And I was in college at the time, and I had a summer off. I didn't have a job at that moment. And my dad actually called Justin and said, hey, I've got a college student. Do you want a summer intern? And we had only met Justin like twice. And we had dinner with his family those two times. And they're they're fantastic. But he was like, yeah, you know what? I'll take him. And I actually went and I lived with Justin and his family for a summer and just worked in his snake room and kind of grinded. And this was 
three snake rooms ago now. I mean, this was when he was like, it was in a small little building in the backyard, like uh, like one of those Home Depot kind of shed situations. Yeah. And uh, that's that's where I started to learn everything from Justin, you know, going through how to clean, what to look for, you know, setting up eggs for the first time. And uh, that's that's how it all really started. Because then it just became to where if he needed my help, I would come down and work on weekends or if I had like spring break or fall break, I would come down and I'd work for credit for more ball pythons <laughs> for my collection, which was working out great for me at the time. I was loving it. You know, I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll come manage the place for my spring break and then I'll get credit for ball pythons. But it turned into a situation where, um, you know, it, it was nice where he could just reach out and be like, hey, I, I've actually got to go do this. I've got to go to China, you know, with, while they're, they're adopting um, mm -hmm. scenario. And I was able to come down, take care of the whole facility, manage it while he was gone, just so he had peace of mind. He was comfortable enough because he knew I knew how he wanted everything, how to manage it. And he finally uh, talked me into going full time with him. And it took him a few years, but he did. And I've, I've loved every second of it since. You said you were in school at the time. What did yeah. you go to school for? Uh, biology, just like my dad. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was a you biology just... major, and I was a coordinator in the ER at the time, working third shift when Justin pulled me away from my job. He was like, hey, just quit the ER job, go do snakes full time, move down here. And um, I was nervous, but I did it. It was, it was a huge leap to leave my family and my home area, but... I'm really thankful I did it. And it's all credit to my dad, just pushing me out the door that first time 10 years ago, about 12 years ago now, and getting me out of my comfort go. zone to go do something new. That's cool. That's awesome. I've been trying to do that with my son more and more. So. Yeah. Yeah, I, I almost, I tried to send him to JT's facility. <laughs> JT's like, I'll hire you, but do you really want to move to San Antonio? I'm excited to see JT's facility. I'm gonna I'm gonna fly it's down really nice. there uh, after Tinley. I'm gonna find it's a weekend really nice. after Tinley and fly down and get to hang out at Reptichip for a weekend. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm ex I'm excited to get down there. And I love Texas. You know, I only get to go a couple times a year now, but it's always such a fun time when I am down there. And I love JT, so I'm looking forward to uh, getting down there, spending a weekend with him, hanging out at Reptichip. So you guys are actually pretty close. Like, how did how did you guys meet? You and JT. At Tinley, um, probably five years ago now, five or six years ago. Um, we just, we met at a Tinley, we were buying Chip, and we just hit it off. We were just talking. We had a lot of the same interests, you know, same thought processes on things. And uh, it's just been that way ever since. Yeah, he's a little bit of a gun nut too. So. A little bit. And, and I like <laughs> that about him. So you have, do you have, you have antique guns. What are some of your favorite antiques? Um... The American M1 Grand is my favorite. That's like the most classic World War II rifle. Um, it's got the most amazing sound. Uh, after you fire it, it makes a ping when when it ejects the uh, the eight round block clip. And that's cool. That's that's definitely my favorite. So, is there anything that you don't have in your collection right now that you would just like love to have? Hmm. I would, I would like a MG34. It is a belt-fed machine gun. <laughs> <laughs> so pretty high up That's on my list. One, 
you mentioned earlier you like to read. What do you read? Um, a little bit of everything, uh, mostly historical books. Um, I, I really like just different books on different battles or actual soldiers' memoirs from, from all sides. I, I really like seeing a point of view from, from all sides and what they were going through and what was going through their mind at the time. Um, I always find that really fascinating. And then, actually, I'm reading a book from Jocko Willink right now. Ah, it's Leadership, Strategy, is. and Tactics. I know who that is. Yeah, Jocko Willink's an incredible retired yeah. U.S. Navy SEAL, and I absolutely love his books. Yeah. But this is a really good one that I'm about to finish now. I was reading it right before we jumped on the uh, the podcast, actually. <laughs> yeah, I listen to audiobooks constantly. Audiobooks or podcasts. Um, I'm always listening to a podcast every day in the snake room, you know, and, it, and it's always switching to something else. I was like, I go through all the crime podcasts that I love oh, to throw see, those on and get busy in wife. the snake room. That's my wife. Um, last podcast on the left, I think, is one of her favorites. I haven't um, listened to that one yet. I don't know. She crime junkies. Yep. Um, see, this is the thing. I pick up on little bits of it because I don't listen to crime podcasts. But <laughs> whenever we're on a road trip, I'm all of a sudden listening to crime podcasts. <laughs> yeah. I was like, most of the time we try to listen to Joe Rogan when we're on the road yep. trips because his are so long that it gives us you can focus a little more in on what you're listening to. Like, I really enjoy listening to him. Yeah, yeah, I'll listen. I'll listen to Joe Rogan um, a ton, and then I've actually gotten super huge on a guy named Andrew Huberman, and uh, he's got a, what's called the Huberman Lab podcast, and it's a health podcast, and um, it's all science based. It's super in depth. Like I find myself taking notes all the time while I'm listening to it because it is like a science class. It's really amazing, but a lot of really cool that tips with like peaking your your fitness and your health and just all around body health. It's amazing. That sounds good. I'll have to put that one on, find it in there and listen yeah, to Yeah, he, he's a professor of neurology and ophthalmology at Stanford University. So oh, he's wow. he's super knowledge-based. It's, it's really amazing. That sounds awesome. It's like, I'm trying to get back into being healthier. I've been watching more what I eat. Uh, I implemented intermittent fasting back into my life in October. And I am currently looking for somebody to teach me the proper way to uh, like do weights and stuff like that at the gym. Yeah. So yeah, I, I love intermittent fasting. I always feel so mm -hmm. much better while doing it. Yep. And I, I find myself almost challenging like through the day where I'm just like, no, you can keep going. You don't need it. And then half the time I find myself only eating dinners mm -hmm. and I feel great. I feel super focused and I, yeah, I yeah. love fasting. Yeah. I can do about 16 to 18 hours. If I quit eating the night yeah. before around like seven and then I don't eat until lunch or later the next day. If I'm good and I can keep going, I'll bypass lunch and just, you know, have a coffee or a tea or something to keep myself yeah. full and all my water and I'm good to yeah, go. Yeah, that's all I do. Just water and mm -hmm. black coffee. That's that's yep. all that I drink. But yeah, in, anything like health or fitness related, I'm just, it's what excites me now too. And I'm always doing stuff that involves learning something new or just being in the gym or running up a mountain. Those are my favorite things just to constantly just kind of push myself. I always like that. That's awesome. I was like, I want a goal. I'm going to make a goal. I'm going to come run up a mountain with you. Yeah, please. Get myself in shape and oh come my do goodness. it. Now that it's getting warm, I'll do it like three or four times a week. And I'm always like, hey, you guys should come visit so you can go up there with me. Like I want, I just want to drag people up there with me. Well, so, I can't run yeah. up a mountain, but I would go with you. <laughs> we say, will maybe, hike it. Maybe hike it. Not yeah. running anything. We will hike it. <laughs> So if Heidi's running, we all need to run. 
<laughs> oh yeah, if Heidi's running, you can guarantee that someone's facing me. <laughs> like I am not doing that voluntarily. <laughs> I like to work out, but not not running. See, I never liked to run, and then now it's like my favorite thing. Like mm -mm. every day, I want to at least get six miles in. Oh wow, my That's son's awesome. like that. He was a cross country runner in school. Yeah, I was like, not tall and skinny, and <laughs> I was like, I could so see that about Seth. I can see that. Is I, I met him actually um, at the last Arlington show, I oh, believe. Yeah, that, I forgot, so I yes. totally forgot he came, but yeah. Yeah, I can definitely see him being cross country runner now. Yeah, and he's it's a it's kind of a solo ish sport. Like they yeah. called it a team sport, but not really. <laughs> so I think I think that's what he liked the most about it. He could just like put his head down and go, and and it's therapeutic and. Yeah, it really is. It really is. That, that's one of the best parts, you know, no matter no matter how good or how rough the day was, you can go, you can run, and then you just feel 100% afterwards every time. I could do that just go into the gym. I don't have to run. Like, I go lift, and <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty good afterwards. I still wear myself. I mean, I think that's the key, right? You just wear yourself out. Yeah. And then yeah. It, you're too tired to care about anything else. I was like, I need to add one of those into my life because my brain doesn't shut off enough for me to sleep, that's hardly. That is the best way I have ever found. And I didn't listen to Jack forever. So when we got together, when we got together. He was like, you need to go work out. It's super good for you. And you'll feel a lot better. And, and um, I, I was like, that was his answer for everything. If you got a cold, go work out. <laughs> if you, if you're tired, go work out. <laughs> I was like, this can't be the answer for everything. And uh, sure enough, it's pretty much the answer for just about everything. It really is. That's 100% how I am now. And just even like a few shows ago, Jack was like, now you're too skinny. You need to lift more. You need, you need to start lifting more. <laughs> like, okay, well, I'll start lifting more. <laughs> yeah, Heidi's pretty much just got her own trainer. Yeah, I know. I'm oh, like, I do. I need to come oh, yeah, totally. with them and, and, and then I can get trained right. I usually don't ask him, though, because at the gym, he's like working out. And so... We usually go at the same time, but for the most part, I just, I try to leave him alone at the gym. That's awesome. Yeah. My gym uh, has a pool and that's, that's one of my favorite exercises. It's, it's easier on the joints. And I actually swam in high school and middle school. Um, that, was, that was one of my favorite sports. And so it's just so nice to actually be back in a pool and it's so easy on you. So I'll go and I'll swim like 2000 meters a night and I always feel so much better afterwards. That used to be my favorite thing to do at the gym too. And when we were planning on building a place and I was like, absolutely. I don't even care what the rest of it is. I need a swimming pool. <laughs> I'll swimming live in the water. Tub. See, I'm trying to convince Abby. We need a hot tub now. Yes. Oh, yes. Cause I'm like, I my, my muscles hurt after the gym. I need mm -hmm. a hot tub. That's what we need. Yeah. We need a hot tub. Yes. She's not fully convinced yet, but why? Oh, I'd be like, like, let's do it right now. Let's go pick it out today. Oh, see, <laughs> she, no, she, she doesn't care. She's happier just at the zoo doing stuff all night if she can. She's like, we don't need a hot tub. It's just going to be a waste of money. No. I guarantee you it would get used. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I would live in it pretty much. Yeah, me too. It's, it's, it's another one of those, like, therapeutic things. Like, I love mm -hmm. just, like, being in the ocean and just yes. resting and relaxing out in it. Let the waves mm -hmm. kind of crash against me. And I always just feel just kind of rejuvenated afterwards. So I, I always look forward to that. It's refreshing. It always feels so much better. <laughs> yes. So my, my company, we're headquartered in Clearwater. And so I get to go to Clearwater occasionally for work in Florida. And um, 
like every time I go, I'm always like, I'm going to go to the beach every single day. And I might go once, but it's so, and I, it's usually like the day before I have to leave, but it's so magical. And I get there and I'm like, why do I wait all week to come do this? But that's my favorite part too, is just to go play in the water. Yeah. So, yeah. I just, I just want to go sit and relax and chill in the water. And we're always finding stuff like horseshoe crabs or sand dollars. I mean, mm -hmm. it, there's always, we're going to make an adventure no matter what we're doing. So in July, we often go down to Galveston. My aunt and uncle, um, actually my great grandparents had a beach house down in Crystal Beach and it inherited on through the family. And we go down there every year and have a family reunion and we just hang out on the beach and in the beach house. And I know it's not, you know, gorgeous, beautiful water. It's, you know, muddy Galveston water, but it's still just so refreshing. I love yeah. the way I feel when I come back. Yeah. So. Absolutely. hundred percent. So you do, you have all kinds of hobbies collections. Like you just like collecting all kinds of things. So yeah. we were talking earlier and you paint figures. I do. I do. Like I, I paint historical miniatures and um, also like tabletop game miniatures. Uh, my brother and I, we, we love playing little war games uh, together. So I'm, Usually on the weekends, we're painting something together. It's really cool because he's down here in Georgia now. So we'll go, we'll find some time and we'll just carve out some painting time on the weekends and we'll paint up stuff for tabletop gaming tournaments or just my historical models where I'm recreating like original photos that were taken in World War II. And then I'll create small dioramas of those photos. That's cool. That's awesome. So yeah, I, I read, I paint miniatures, collect everything old I can. And Abby just wants to start a zoo at the house. <laughs> we need like, the collecting house and then like the farmhouse. That's what we need. So yeah, you, yeah. you have your own personal museum, your own personal zoo. Oh yeah, that works. You could just I have like a that, my own personal museum. That's what mm -hmm. needs to happen. So you need to go find, you know, like 50 acres plus and put your two buildings and then your house in the middle and y'all each go your separate ways every day. I don't know about prices uh, in Texas, <laughs> but prices in Georgia do not say I'm getting 50 acres. <laughs> you obviously have not always worked for Justin. What have you, what did you do before? Um, like I said, I, I was actually working third shift in the ER as a coordinator. Um, so every night as patients would come in, I would prep them for different doctors, get things ready. I would, get call in uh helicopters if we had to lifeline someone all the fun kind of hectic crazy stuff that if something needed help you know getting done in the er that was my job and i got to do that all night long and it was really cool i worked with some really amazing people um it really kind of solidified that teamwork atmosphere where when when you won on a hard hard night you know you won as a team and it was it was really satisfying it was a really satisfying job uh, i like that a lot did you okay. have like jobs as a kid so i mean i always complained that picking up sticks when i was little was a real job but um, <laughs> no so through high school um i actually worked for a buddy's dad and we did it through the summers we would do uh, hardscapes so we would actually build uh, these really cool um, like patios and backyard landscapes out of just different kind of rare stone and stuff that they would have sent in. So I got to learn like some pretty cool masonry uh, doing that. And I actually had a lot of fun doing that in the summertime through high school. And then uh, and then I worked at 
uh, CVS while I was in college as I was bouncing. I had the coolest boss though, because she knew I was like starting my snake facility and like mm -hmm. getting stuff in. And I mean, she would let me go for a month at a time in the summer to go down to Justin's. It was working out so well. She was so cool and so, so encouraging for me that she was like, all right, you need the time off, you've got it. And I was That's just like, amazing. thank you so much. Yes, I was super blessed because she was an absolutely incredible boss and she knew that that was my goal to do what I do now for a living. And I, I thank her a lot for being one of those people that were just like, yeah, you know what, you do it. You've got the passion, go for it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, really, I'm really blessed. Just with the parents I've had that super encouraging. I mean, my dad literally pushing me out the door to move eight hours away to uh, go to Justin's for the first time. And I'm very thankful. So what does your dad do? So my dad works in vascular at the hospital and my mom works in neurology at the hospital. So oh, they cool. have both been extremely busy um, since the pandemic started and it, they're continuing that, but they're, uh, they, they love it. They, they love always being helpful and doing that. And that's, that's so where you, I got a lot of it from. So did you, you grew up in this city, not in the country? No, I, I grew up out in the country. Oh, did you? Oh, yeah. My, my parents drive 40 minutes to work every day. Um, I, I grew up in the sticks and just tons of land. We had a big creek, woods, and my siblings and I, we'd just go get lost. I mean, we would literally just, we're going to go on an adventure, and we knew it's time to come home when we heard our names getting just screamed at, you know, the <laughs> supper's ready or someone's in trouble, so we better hightail it back to the house. But that's... That's how we grew up. And it, it's really cool because we get to grow up with my grandparents uh, right down the road from us, like literally three houses down and my great grandparents right across the road from them. So we had all the land to go just go crazy on. And, you know, they had all the farmland there. We always had cows or something, you know, growing up to be around. It was just a lot of fun. That's awesome. How many siblings do you have? I have two. I've got a younger brother and a younger sister. Awesome. And now are any of them into reptiles like you are or? Um, they, they both enjoy it. They both mm -hmm. think they're really cool. They don't have any. Um, they, they enjoyed it when I had like our little facility in Indiana at the time, they would help me clean and, you know, look at morphs and what they thought was really cool at the time. And you know what they thought I should get, <laughs> but, but no, it never went further than that. My brother, um, my brother actually works for Blizzard in Atlanta, the gaming company. Yep. And uh, my That's sister cool. graduates from IU this year, actually. So what did you want to do when you grew up? For the longest time, I just wanted to be Steve Irwin. That's what I grew up watching. <laughs> and he just boy, did, I, did I wear out pairs of khaki pants as a kid just thinking <laughs> I was going to be the next Steve Irwin. That's awesome. Well, oh. you still could be. No, I'm not. I'm not that brave. I think my wife has like a big leg up on me on the whole like Steve Irwin level because she was the same and she is, she's all in on that to literally jumping on the crocodiles and alligators now. You're not gonna go jump on them with her? No, I probably shouldn't. I probably shouldn't. I'm too clumsy. You know, my luck. I would slip. I should have her on one of these days. But yes, what is her craziest like zoo story? Oh my goodness, I. I don't know. She's she's got a lot. Um, she saved an eel one time in the aquarium because when she was working at the aquarium, uh, an eel had somehow escaped its enclosure 
and was just cruising around on the ground and she had to just grab it really fast and get it back in the water but it had literally just like burst up out of the water like near her um for her though she would have all the crazy stories uh the amount of things that she's done and the wide variety of animals she's worked with i'm sure she has some ridiculous stories i had a friend once that got bit by a rhinoceros oh my gosh that's that's quite the story <laughs> So, so she had to explain that when she went to the ER that she was wow. that she's a zookeeper and that she had to have stitches because she was bit by a rhinoceros. So, see, I was yeah, my only bad wild. zoo story is I was grossed out because I love giraffes. So I was actually mm -hmm. spending time with a bunch of the giraffes at the Memphis Zoo once, and I wasn't paying. You know, I was feeding one, and the other one just it just started drooling all over my head but giraffe drool there's a lot and it just <laughs> covered my head like right on the top and i am just drenched and i'm the most sad person you can imagine at that time just <laughs> completely grossed out and abby would not stop laughing at me i would have been laughing and at i you. had to walk across to a whole nother keeper area to get a big towel to clean it all off and it was awful so you guys are all like biology and medical people. I'm not doing any of that. I was a math major. Like I don't want any part of cutting anything open or I don't want any part of that. I thought I wanted to be a nurse for about five seconds when I was a kid. And then I grew up and I realized that there's like bodily fluid involved and I'm yeah. done. Like I'm done. Doesn't bother me. Oh, I don't, mm -mm. I don't want to cut open people or animals or nothing. I never even dissected anything in school because our biology lab was getting um, renovated when I my freshman year when I was in biology. And so like they were moving it to another room. And so we didn't do anything like we didn't do any experiments. Oh, wow. We oh, wow. literally just read books and memorized stuff. And that's all we did for biology. So that probably didn't help my situation. That no, I yeah. Because I was totally disinterested in biology at that point. Oh, yeah, no, I, I, to, I guess to dissect like a mink and um, a shark in biology and an octopus. So it we was pretty cool. Crawfish, earthworms, little pigs. I didn't do any of it. No. no frogs, no bugs, no nothing. Like yeah. we didn't do any of it. Well, and I'm the one that did it all. My lab partner was a guy and he was like almost passed out trying to cut something open. So I ended up doing it all. You know, it's so funny. That happens so often where the guy is going to be the squeamish one. And I see that a lot with people with snakes where the girl's the one that jumps in and goes all in. And the guy's yeah. like, I'm going to stand back and just kind of watch from afar. It's so interesting to me that the roles are so reversed on how people think when uh when it actually comes down to it favorite your favorite date favorite date um national zoo still where our first date was we will go back once a year and we'll go see the same bongo like the one i got to meet for the first time years ago get to see it check in on it we've got a lot of friends at the national zoo so it's always really fun to go there and then um we'll, we'll go to uh she doesn't consider it a date, but I always did back when she worked at Memphis Zoo. We, I would go to the Bass Pro Pyramid every time I was in Memphis and she got to tag along and she didn't even want to. But I was like, think of it as an adventure because technically it's the world's third largest pyramid currently and it's a Bass Pro Shops. So yeah. I get to buy fishing stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No fishing. I'll go all for the guns. I don't mind going hunting and you know, going and getting camos. So I don't mind a Bass Pro gift card either. I'm all for yeah. that one. That's good. See, Abby wants to go hunt. 
I just started hunting four years ago and I kick myself for not doing it sooner. I've really? had the opportunity since I was old enough to hold a gun when I started learning gun safety at four. Uh, and I hated it. I didn't want anything to do with it. I thought it was horrible uh, just because I hated being stuck in the woods. I didn't enjoy it. Uh, I know much better now, but it is way better than I used That's to awesome. think it was. Yeah. So do you hunt now, Chase? I don't, no. Have you ever? Yeah. Yeah, I used to uh, back in high school. Um, I, I would hunt every, like every other year. But it wasn't like a, a big kind of hobby of mine. It's, you know, when it came to like firearms, it was more just the historical aspect of it. And um, always just kind of fascinated by the mechanics of how everything worked. Like I have books just on firearm designers because, you know, I love like reading their memoirs, what they were thinking when they were producing things. And it's, it's always that kind of aspect for me versus the uh, going out and like hunting or, you know, just shooting sports in general. And I just yeah, like going to the range. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I love range time. I absolutely do. Um, I just, I just like knowing all the mechanisms behind it before, before I'm behind it. It, it, it makes it, it makes it more memorable for me, I guess, when I get to shoot something rare that you know, someone, a friend of mine, you know, or I get to rent something that's rare. You know, I've got the whole story of how that came to be, and then I, I just appreciate that moment more. Yeah, I'm, I'm that person that always thinks like, oh man, if I just lived, you know you know, 80 years earlier, I'd be so happy. You know, I've, I've always, always <laughs> looking at the past being, you know, more simple, just easier yep. life in, as in some aspects, harder life in others. Yeah, I really felt like I should have been born uh, like in a whole different time. Yeah, see, I yeah. think I think we all do that to, to an extent where, oh, yeah. I mean, you know, you could probably go back to someone in the 40s and they would have wished that they grew up in, in the teens, you know, or the roaring 20s and got to see, you know, what it was like then. Yeah, I, li I like historical reenacting. Like, that's that's why I use the Jeep for a lot. And, you know, I've got my my World War II American paratrooper uniform. And we'll do things with the museum and for the museum locally um, at Curhee. And Abby's actually all in with me. She will dress full 40s, get up, you know, do her hair with oh. victory curls and everything. I love it. It's, it's so much fun. And they, uh, once a year, they've got a USO dance. You know, that's that's actually probably one of my favorite date nights is they'll do a 1940s style USO dance in oh, the original yes. officers club from the 40s. You just gave me chills. I was and like, I love it. Oh, my gosh. We are dressed in period clothing and we will dance um, for hours at, at the USO dance. And it's everything. The mute, They've got a live band playing 40s music and everyone's dressed up. It's like you just step back in history. Oh, I love that's it. That's so cool. That so would be like... That would be totally a bucket list thing for me. And that's that's definitely be. that's definitely my favorite favorite date actually, uh, but yeah, no, we actually got married at the original uh, paratroopers officer club. It's right on a lake, uh, and they've got this beautiful beautiful venue. So it was really cool that she supports my love for history, and uh, and we got to do it there, and it was an amazing venue, and it was beautiful. So yeah. what's what's your favorite? Because so you're talking about she supports your passions and you support hers too so you oh, yeah. went to all these zoos and openings and things like that so what was your favorite zoo oh my favorite zoo um probably memphis zoo uh it's it's really amazing like their architecture is incredible it's it's all like an egyptian uh like everything's egyptian i mean they've got yeah. a huge like egyptian monolith right there in the front as you walk in 
Um, it's really incredible. It's a beautiful zoo. But I would always come visit her on her lunch breaks. And I would just like wait for her to come out of the nocturnal house or, or the hoofstock house, like wherever she was at. But I would just sit with the lemurs. And sometimes <laughs> I would just hang out with those guys for like 40 minutes, uh, you know, the lemurs or the meerkats. And she'd be like, I like these guys. This is, I can, I can appreciate the simpleness of uh, <laughs> how, how enjoyable they're living up life. But definitely, definitely the Memphis Zoo, you know, there's such, they've got a really amazing variety of animals. And um, it's just, it's in the top five zoos in the world, I think, uh, ranked just aesthetically wise. So something not on the podcast, though, that I think is really neat. Um, I'm sure over the years now, you've seen that I've lost like quite a bit of weight because mm -hmm. I was not tiny back in the early JKR YouTube mm -hmm. days. But something really cool is I've got a lot of like people in the snake community now coming up and talking to me about weight loss. And I've got like a cool like group of people now working that's really to cool. better themselves. So I think that's something that re that's really cool that's kind of come out of uh, all my stuff through 2019 and everything and what I've kind of striven for post. So you went through some really a really rough spot for a while and um, the community really came around you for that. Um, and I think a lot of people kind of know you for that situation. Um, why don't you tell us kind of what happened and um, how you're doing now? So yeah, it was, uh, it was in 2019 and uh, I was actually in downtown Chicago. I was driving to the star Wars convention of <laughs> all places with yes. my entire family, but um, cause we're huge nerds. But I, I volunteered to drive that morning because I was like, I know the route the best. And I actually ended up collapsing um, while driving uh, my entire family in rush hour traffic in Chicago, going 70 miles an hour. And thankfully, uh, I my foot went off the pedal, so the car just kept slowing down. And Abby, my wife, she's tiny, dove on top of me and got the car to safety with the whole family in it. And um, all I remember is coming to in like the back seat of the, of the vehicle. And I just started talking about the convention the day before. Like I just started my sentence where I left off when I collapsed. Huh. And everyone looked at me like they just saw a ghost. Oh, wow. um, and I didn't know what was going on, like what was wrong. Yeah. And uh, so me being stubborn though, I we I forced everybody like, nope, we're gonna do the rest of the day at the convention and we're gonna enjoy it. And then that night uh, we went to the hospital and they did an MRI and saw that I had a brain tumor. So that that definitely that definitely took some some heavy processing that night. And uh, I remember it being really tough for me when I called Justin that night. I, I couldn't even finish the the phone call. I had to hand it to my dad. And um, but but, you know, it was it was kind of a tough situation, but it was amazing how Justin asked if, hey, you know, I think we should tell people and just let them know that you know, what's going on. And I, my family and I were like, sure. Yeah, let's, let's do that. Cause you know, we were close with so many people in the community already, but then yeah. the outpour of support was so, so incredible, not just for me, but for my entire family. I mean, people were calling my mom and dad and asking them, Hey, do you guys need anything? Can we do anything for you? I mean, people that they've never met and you know, just going all out for, for whatever they could do. And uh, talk about a life lesson in, in how to treat people. It, it just, 
you know, it, it changed my perspective on life completely where I, I just, I have a higher respect for, for every day and just everyone I meet, you know, my goal every day is to just say something nice to someone. I don't know every single day. And uh, usually it happens when I'm at Starbucks in the morning, but <laughs> it's, it's because you don't know what that person's having to deal with or, you know, what they've got going on. And I just want to pass on like that positivity that people did for me and, and my family and just the calls and the love that I got, you know, so many people that I were, I was acquaintances with in the community. And now that I just, every time I see him, I say, I love you. I'm so happy to see you. You know, we're just, we're like family. And that's what it became. It was, it was amazing how I saw a community that it wasn't never, you know, it never a, like a, a bad community, but they came together so tight knit for a cause and it was just incredible to see. I mean, it just, it kind of just leveled you as, as a person of like, wow, that's, that's what being a good person's about. And, um, and that's how I want to live my life going forward every day is just being that better person. And it's been, it's been inspired by thousands of people that I've never met. I mean, I, I've got, I've still got cards that came from like Sri Lanka from people that watched our YouTube channel Wow. And they were like, Chase, we're praying about you. We're praying for you. We're thinking about you. And I was like, that's, that's, that's amazing. That awesome. the, the, the outreach is amazing. <laughs> and, um, you know, I'm, I'm two years out from that process. I went through brain surgery a couple weeks after I collapsed and it, it was all quick and, uh, chemo and radiation. And then, um, I was on chemo for a year after everything just to, Hey, we're going to make sure you're good. And I've been, I've been free and clear. I've been completely tumor free for two years now, and we're going into year three, uh, in 2022. And, uh, I'm blessed. I'm, I'm, I'm blessed every day and I'm thankful every day that, uh, I've got a, a amazing people that I can reach out to if I would ever need it. And, uh, and I want to be that person for other people. And, and I always try and communicate that, that, Hey, if you need help, call me. And, uh, I remember early on JT called me and he goes, Hey, I want you to know, no matter what, if you want to call me and cry, if you want to scream, if you want to do anything, you call me and you do that. And, you know, I want to, I want to be that person that offers that to people now. And, and I always encourage people. And you know what? I took JT up on that. I called him crying a few times and I had to, I'll be honest about it. And, yeah, you know, I, I try to, Tell that to other people like if i'm offering you this that's because i want you to use it you know if you've got to get this mm -hmm. stuff out i'm here to listen and because that was given to me and i know how much it helped and you know i want to pass on the blessings that i've had in, in any way i can and that's that's why that's why i love going out i love running mountains i love you know i want i want to mm -hmm. display that i want to display how strong i am now for uh, just an amazing community like look where i was guys look what we're doing now now we're climbing mountains and that's kind of my motto you know no, no matter what you come to in life you can climb that mountain i love being able to see how well you're doing now like i mean because we were at the time we the whole community was really invested in your situation and so um it, yeah, we were all like super cheering for you. And we, we had no idea, like my family and I, like when Justin was like, Hey, I'd like to announce this on YouTube. I mean, we were just like, oh, okay. I mean, that's, that's fine. I mean, 
-hmm. parents put up a GoFundMe that they put a goal of like $10,000 and they didn't think we were going to hit that at all. They were just kind of nervous about my finance and, uh, man, did the community not just, you know, hold my beer moment. And <laughs> it was, it was a really beautiful thing. Like it, it was, it was amazing to be a part of that. So it, it, it was, I, I really am blessed. And like, it's so cool. I'm actually friends with my doctors now and we, we all have like these workout whoop straps together and I saw all, your two watch fans. Yeah, so I saw your two watch fans in the in your picture the other day, and I almost was like, "Why are you wearing two watches?" <laughs> I get asked that a lot. <laughs> yeah, well, I just noticed it. Like, it, I, whatever you posted the other day, like yeah. yesterday, I guess I noticed your both watch fans. I was like, "Why are you wearing two watches?" Yeah, it's it's a whoop strap, so it monitors um, my CO two, uh, my recovery level, my sleep, like how many times a night I wake up. Um, everything like my body temperature like literally everything you, that you do in life it records it lets you know and lets you know how recovered your body is to uh work out harder the next day it's really cool huh. cool i was like that's interesting but yeah my doctors do it with me they know how dedicated i am to just like being the healthiest you know all-in person i can be and they're excited about it so they they did it with me that's, that's cool, cool. Yeah, it's but my brain surgeon uh, gave us a knife set for our kitchen for our wedding and for our wedding Aww, gift. Like, how cool sweet. is that? Like, yes, awesome. my brain surgeon <laughs> got me knives. That's really cool. It. So, Chase, I think that we're done for this evening. Would you like to tell everybody how to get a hold of you? Yeah, um, so they can follow me on Instagram at jkrmgr. Um, that's probably the easiest way to contact me, or just see us on YouTube at uh, the Canova YouTube channel. Awesome. And you said you said you were thinking about starting a new YouTube channel. Yes, possibly in the future. Um, we'll you definitely know. have to watch out for that. Yeah, I'll I'll let you know. Okay. Awesome. We'll let Except everybody else know too. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. All right. Thank you so much for coming on. Chase uh, Patton with Canova. And uh, we appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me, guys. Thanks, it was awesome. Thank y'all so much for joining us on this episode of the In Blue podcast on the Reptile Gumbo Network. Y'all have a great time.